It's time. Okay, let's do the thing. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of, uh, well, well, the Dharma boys, the Lost Podcast. I'm Vincent Taylor. And I'm Taylor Wilson. Uh, we're coming to you live from uh, the island here in the United States Presidential Election Results Station. Um, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that, though. Uh, a quick word of warning. This show does contain adult language and law spoilers. Uh, I know that you're a big Saeed guy, man. So why don't you tell me what's happening in this episode? Well, I you're right. I am a big Saeed fan. Um I don't know why you would bring that up, though, because it just seems like this is an episode about a couple of guys that really love the sport of golf, yeah. and they're just trying to win. It's about doctors golfing. Am I right? I think so, if you mean one doctor and everyone else. <laughs> this is actually, I forgot, I was so excited for a, a Saeed episode um, that I completely forgot that the sub- uh, the secondary plot of this episode happens to be, like, one of my favorites from the entire show. Yeah. It's super feel-good. It's a really wonderful thing amidst... And Lost is always so serious, dude. There's always some bullshit going on. And it's nice when you have those breaks where it's like, oh, wait, this is making me really smile. Yeah. And that's that's the gift of Hurley, dude. I think... I love that sweet boy. I, I think that that's what they do best is when they have, like, literally a torture, like, being held captive episode with flashbacks that also show captives and them being tortured and then also just some buddies playing golf. That, mm-hmm. that Classic combo. These are the kind of episodes that we're going to see every once in a while, and they're always going to warm my heart and make me forget about everything but what's happening right then. That is true. Because... We've got a guy like Hurley, and Hurley, I was really focused on this, about Hurley's utility on the island, because everyone seems to have, okay, that sounds really dark, like, or mean, it makes, I wasn't sitting there evaluating Hurley, like, what is your purpose, <laughs> like, validate, I'm just saying, you've got the doctor, you've got the hunter, you've got the soldier, you've got blah, 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 and then Hurley's the only person who's like, thinking about other humans and like how can we not be fucking miserable all the time yeah hurley's the and hurley's the president of good vibes yeah i mean if we were gonna give him that title uh he would have earned it well i think that's all he's there for i um i guess if we uh i mean it doesn't really matter um i'd i'd like to point out i guess at the top that the hypochondriac man Who's just there to ruin mm. everyone's day? The kind of scene setting for the golf. Everybody's having a shitty time on this island, and for Jack, it seems like ninety percent of his bad time is just this one guy named Steve, I think, who just always thinks he's sick. I don't know exactly what his name is. I'm not sure it's Steve because I know there's Scott and Steve, and I don't know if it's him. Uh, I hated this man. And I also related to him as a hypochondriac, but maybe I hated him because I saw so much of myself in him. The first note I have is Hives Nerd. Hives Nerd? <laughs> okay. Hives we'll Nerd and Hivochondriac. It sucks because that guy probably almost certainly 
forced Jack to look at his testicles at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I would would 100% think that. I think he, like, is the guy who came up off camera, of course, because they don't show us that stuff on the show. And he's like, hey, uh, uh, Doc, I got a bump. I got a, a kind of a lump. Can you check it out? And, you know. Immediately you know, drops trial. what's happening. Yeah, there's no question there. I think so. just the build up to what we, you know, like, <laughs> you have him ruining Jack's day. Nobody wants to actually work. Hurley sneaks off. He's having fun. And he gets everybody, you know, to this golf course that he somehow secretly set up with no one knowing. And then <laughs> Michael the Buzzkill steps in. Michael the Buzzkill to right, like Michael the Buzzkill, who right before this was asked by his son to please pay attention to him, and his response was, "I'm busy." How do you think Walt felt when he discovered Michael was playing golf? Granted, Michael was busy when he told Walt he was busy, but then, in my mind, the next thing Walt sees after being told that and being told to, like, fuck off from his dad, he comes back to his dad golfing with his friends. (laughs) I had not even considered that at all for one second. I'm constantly considering how Michael is a bad dad. (laughs) That's how you view the shows, through that lens. And you know what? Locke, he swooped in. Uh, and continues to have Jedi powers and um, <laughs> is one step closer to stealing Walt away from him. <laughs> Do you think that they all intentionally didn't invite Locke to golf? I don't know, dude. They might have. Uh, <laughs> I guess. he. Th- I don't think he would have come anyway, man. He probably would have said some stoic shit and walked away. So, <laughs> I don't... They might have. They, they didn't invite Sawyer and he showed up. So Yeah, that's true. Which I thought was great. That, that one little tiny thing. I've noticed in re-listening to what we've recorded, Sawyer has a tiny subplot in almost every episode, and I am a fan. Yeah, Sawyer's popping up left and right just to throw a jab every once in a while. A doctor playing golf. That, <laughs> oh, that I was going to say. There are some lines from shows that just embed themselves in my brain forever, yep. and when he's like... <laughs> What's next? Copying a donut? I say that shit, like, for no reason <laughs> so all the good. time. So, um, I wrote, um, I guess, like, first of all, uh, when everybody's gathering around the golf course, um, <laughs> the notes I have when people arrive at the golf course, I wrote, Jack and Michael, I guess because of their rapport while they're playing golf. Oh, the Jack and Michael note, that's when... A scene where it's like we're only seeing their faces, and there's just an intensity to it, and then they're just playing some (laughs) golf. (laughs) Um, That was that was a wonderful thing. Then Boone magically hears about the golf course. Uh, Sawyer and Kate show up, and Kate cannot let Jack be happy for a second. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But the the note I wrote was Michael left Walt alone at the caves. (laughs) Go play golf. Did you just kind of like? focus in on I wrote this, this these are the order of on my the notes. golf scene and I wrote, how some people doing it was good and how some just kind of showcased their flaws I wrote father of the year Michael quote I'm busy Michael the buzzkill <laughs> Michael left Walt caps, alone at the case yeah right and then he's like you can get the next round and then I think Jack is like oh Michael it's your turn and rather then just letting Walt take the shot, Michael decides that his score in the imaginary golf course on the island is more important, 
and he just says to Walt, I'll make it up to you. My note here is, Michael will never make this up to Walt. Okay. I don't have any response to that. (laughs) I don't have anything to say to this, so I am forced to concede. I think he's just, he's the worst, man. I'm, I'm constantly wrestling with Michael being the worst and Saeed being the smoking hottest dude on this island. I wrote down here in my notes, Kate is worried about Saeed. Vinny loves that. <laughs> I, I'm so happy. I also wrote, Saeed is a badass that will do anything for love. <laughs> and... <laughs> You have a very romantic outlook on Saeed, which, I mean, it's not 100% incorrect. I mean, okay, so here's what we find out in this episode a bit, is that um, this mysterious woman, uh, who we later learn is named uh, uh, Rousseau, has Saeed captive, and they have a little bit more in common than they think, in that mm-hmm. they've both lost people that they love. Um, okay. Uh, the, I think they've both lost people that they love, and it's their own fault. In a way. Following. I mean, Saeed is kind of like almost forced to torture this uh, childhood friend of his um, and chooses not to and then gets into a pretty like precarious situation um, and maybe sacrifices his own integrity for her, you know. Yeah, so Saeed, he goes against the, in his flashback, uh, the thing that I noticed about the flashback wasn't really about Zaid, but Nadia. Yeah. Like, Nadia stays so true to her cause. Uh, I do not know enough about that whole conflict to say anything about it at all. So I don't know what the situation was at all. Uh, but Zaid, he turns against his team and his people for love. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Nadia doesn't really, he I guess. shoots himself in the leg for it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, Saeed is a badass that will do anything for love. It's right there in the book. Mm. Rotten's on the wall. Yeah, um, I you know the flashback. I think it, it's funny. It, um, I don't think that the flashback. I have almost no notes on it. Huh? I have almost no notes on the I, flashback. Yeah, that's I what I was why. gonna say. Was that I don't think that this flashback is. It's not that it's like a weak flashback. It's just not as. Um, I don't feel it's as prominent um, as the rest of the episode. We're in a lot of ways, like, the flashback of the um, character at the time has a lot to do with what we're seeing on the island. I don't – I think that's partially true in this is that, like, the roles are reversed where he's being held captive and tortured. But I don't – I I don't have much on the the flashback either. I do have one thing I'm seeing now. Uh, I kind of decided and I thought, you know what, I've noticed is I was getting a little too – stuck on following my notes and now I'm just letting it flow and that means I'm just kind of looking into the mass of uh, scribbles that I've got here and trying to grab something relevant uh, Saeed can finally get his revenge for being bullied so now <laughs> all these years later Nadia after pushing him in the mud he's sitting there rubbing his fingers and licking his lips like you fucking thought I forgot you fucking thought I forgot and look where you are could have gone that way if they had the stones but yeah you're right it wasn't that and it was fine i mean you're right like sometimes the honestly sometimes the the flashback drives the whole episode and sometimes it's not as pronounced and there's a lot of stuff on island like mythology wise introduced in one episode uh right out of the gate there's the wire 
Yep. From the beach. <laughs> Something. I was thinking about this, and it's it's not that like crazy to think about, but for a show that's on for like six years, but we don't get any resolution on this wire for like over fifty episodes. Yeah, it is like fifty plus episodes later before that's addressed again. I, it's just kind of there. <laughs> that's all right. I never though. thought much of it. I don't know what I thought about it. I'm not sure that. Do you think that you were concerned about that answer um, at the time? Because I feel like re- if it didn't, I'm not sure I considered anything more about it um, other than Saeed finds this wire and it leads him to Russo. I think at the time I maybe thought. Oh, this is somehow related to Russo's shelter or something. Right, yeah. Maybe she gets water. I guess I just... Because there's a bunch of... I mean, there's several other things she brings up. It's like crazy back-to-back double whammies. She talks about a black rock. She talks about the others. She talks about a sickness. She talks about whispers. Whispers, yep. That's a lot. Yeah, this is uh, this is the first time that we hear the others. Mm. Ooh getting chills <laughs> this is the spooky episode oh, this is spooky i was scared that would be scary saeed goes out into the jungle and he makes a new friend who ties him up and tortures him uh danielle yeah who has very clean shaven armpits after 16 years <laughs> um it's the one thing she's worried about fine. she's bald she has armpit baldness it affects a lot of people I I really like Danielle because she's <laughs> there's that scene where she like touches his face and comes in and she's like I'm so sorry like oh, that was a really bad impression everyone ignore that but I just thought it was a weird thing to do and I guess like I was kind of thinking she's been alone alone for so long that she doesn't know how to act like a normal person yeah, and I think that whatever kind of, like, uh, uh, nefarious things are out in the wilderness, uh, like human or otherwise, have probably had an effect on her. Um, I don't think that this is somebody that's had a lot of positive um, uh, human interaction or otherwise in 16 years or more. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I had a job once, and it was just, like, two months it was a driving type of job. So I was solitary for most every day for two months. You know, you'd have phone calls, you'd see people. But, like, there were parts I thought I was going to go fucking crazy. And, you know, people just have to have interaction or they will literally start to go insane. I mean, think about everything we're going through now. I mean, our state is a little bit lighter on um, lockdown than um, others. But, I mean, for a long time, we were all just kind of cut off from each other. Some of us, I mean, I think you and I were kind of lucky in that we had somebody else um yeah but a lot of people just were alone are alone you know and uh not that that's comparable i guess to 16 years but it's just it does prove um you know we really need other people that's true it's so true um you know what i'm just gonna jump into something real quick it's a little thing i like to call tail section trivia let's do it Play the music, boys. Come on, homie, step on up for tail section trivia. These are facts we learned about. That's why it's called trivia. I think I had more, but I only have one thing today, but it was interesting to me. A lot of times I read these notes, and it's about stuff they cut out of the episode, and it is, it's a cutscene for a reason. 
you watch it and you're like, oh, this scene is, is, I don't know, an extra conversation that adds nothing or says something that was already said and they cut it out. But this this one was neat. There was, a, 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 I think, a single line omitted from this uh, script mm-hmm. uh, regarding a conversation Said and uh, Daniel had. And it went something like this. Said was asking about her research venture because she said she was on a research trip. And he said, what were you what were you researching? What were you studying? And she said, time. Oh. And apparently, the ABC execs were like, no, absolutely not. Not happening. Get rid of that. And they shut it down. Uh, and they were just like, we're absolutely not doing that. And it was... Uh, I mean, I guess I get it to some extent, but like we were just talking about how much... It, all this stuff was introduced in one episode. I mean, maybe time. And if would have they been laid a, that a down too, <laughs> it would have maybe been a bridge too far. But it kind of makes me curious, like where their headspace was at, and and at what point that maybe shifted at ABC. Because spoiler alert: time and weird stuff with time is eventually an element of the show. Um, maybe they were just still easing into it, I guess, but. I wonder what I, I would love to know what kind of ideas they had at the time. Maybe we'll get into that, I guess, later in the uh, show. But that would be uh, that'd be interesting to see what you know what they may have had in mind at the time putting that epi- or putting I, that line in there. I think so, and I think that this episode actually, I think the next three episodes in a row, with everything that's introduced in it and the events that happen, it, it signals a shift in the series yeah. where they say, okay, now it's time to start getting into this island and really diving into some crazy shit um and moving away from stuff like oh where's you know we need shelter we need food we have you know a signal fire like just shit like that kind of goes away at this point and uh it's really exciting yeah i mean that's another thing about rousseau as well is that she's bringing up things that aren't really like like uh she kind of matter of factly brings up the bears when she hears that monster or she hears something outside and she's like, oh, it might be the bears. That's that's how chill. the island has like had an effect on her is that she's over the bears completely. And other people really don't seem to, I mean, they're realizing that they have more to worry about, I guess, than just like being rescued at this point. We are Danielle. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. That's what we are. We are Russo. We are when it Russo. Comes to Lost, we talk to someone who's never seen Lost before. They put on the first episode, they give you a call, they're like, hey man, this show's crazy, the fucking polar bear, and you're like, oh yeah, the bears, like, that is that's true, who we yeah. are now. I remember when my sister, uh, when I finished the show, my sister was like, well, what happened, and I kind of told her, and she said, what about the bears? <laughs> that's exactly what that's she said. anyone cares about. Yeah, who cares? And that's where we're all going to be eventually, is who cares about the bears? Get out of my way. That's true. Um... Did Danielle look over Saeed's whole body? Because she says, very matter-of-factly, you have a bullet wound. And it's not, like, in his arm. Like, she would have had to have really looked him over. It's in his butt cheeks. (laughs) I don't remember. I think it's, like, on his stomach, maybe. (laughs) Or his leg. But she, she just says that you have one. And I assume that she looked him over head to toe. I mean... I know I would. Can you blame her, folks? <laughs> um, I, 
a little bit and uh, we see a little bit I guess in this episode too uh, Locke's throwing knives and changing lives a bit Locke? <laughs> throwing knives and changing lives <laughs> I uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again Locke's a video game character yeah. and he's Nathan I, Drake. I think he I think he would be a really good candidate because there was definitely a conversation at some point about Someone has to leave and go out into the jungle away from everyone else, and they're going to have some interaction with this woman, and that's when we're going to start inter- introducing some more stuff, like kind of deeper mythology stuff. And Saeed is a great candidate. It's a really good episode, but Locke would also have been a contender if I was in the writer's room. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I don't really like how you would get Locke in that situation. Um could be just as easy as Saeed. What's interesting is they clearly like made the choice for it to be Saeed. He like it, it makes more sense with Saeed because he's like banishing himself after what he's done to Sawyer. Well, that's what I mean. Like he they they wrote him into that situation, but it, you're you are right that it could have just as easily been Locke without the ice because Locke's out in the wilderness all the time anyway. So who's to say that he wouldn't yeah. stumble upon her? You know, but it works out that it's Saeed. Probably eventually. I'm sure eventually they would have run into this person. That's one thing I've grappled with a lot on Lost is how big is the island. I don't know measurements and distances very well. I'm not good at kind of saying like, oh, it's this many miles away. I'm really bad at that. So I I have to imagine pretty fucking big, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it must be huge if, I mean, they don't run into anyone. Yeah, that's true. There's a line that Danielle has that I thought was really interesting. You talked about how she was just saying, like, oh, the bears. And we're talking about people running into things on the island. And Saeed's like, what if it's the monster? Or that's a monster. And she just says, there's no such thing as monsters. And I thought that was a really cool line. I loved, like, the delivery of it. Like, I loved the look on her face, the way she said it. But I also thought it was strange. There is 100% a monster on this island. Has Danielle just avoided it? Does she not think it's real? Does she think it's all in her head? I don't know. I mean, and maybe at this point, or maybe she did. And my, I, I think I, what I question when I hear that line is, uh, um, what does she know? Is there something she might know about a monster? You know? That's true. I think that Danielle definitely knows more than she's letting on. Well, I think also I, you don't really know. I mean, Danielle's like kind of a I, I take back what I said. She's kind of uh, unreliable, I guess. You know, you wouldn't know what, what would be serious and what would be crazy when when she's talking. You think it is born out of mental, like kind of like a, a mental instability at this point? I, well, Maybe. I think that she, I, uh, she might think it is. You know, she's kind of yeah. caught between this like saying things that she thinks are true, but then never really knowing if they are, you know? I mean, she talks about hearing uh, whispers um, yeah. throughout the island. That's like, Saeed's got that look on his face, like, she's real cuckoo bananas, and it's just, what do you do That's with that? That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how to, yeah. It, it would be very difficult to be like, oh, actually, Daniel, that's, they're not real at all. You're like, I'm trapped You're on this sick. island, and now I've met this crazy person who's been here for years, <laughs> and now she's talking they, about people whispering to her. 
I think, yeah, and I, I think, though, that the cool thing about Saeed and uh, Rousseau is that they do continue to have some sort of a relationship. Uh, they will meet again, and I feel like every time they do, they kind of have this, like, kind of little thing, like, hey, I know you, you know me. And, and I, I like the very ending where she allows him to leave and doesn't murder him. I like it for a couple of reasons. One, I like that Saeed doesn't die. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> I also like it just because I think that Danielle is a very sick person, but I think that in that moment, she knows that she is. I think it's a moment where she's like, I want to go back with you, but I can't be around people, and I need to let you get away from me and go back to your people because this is no life for you, but I can't go with you because I am a really mess. I, my, my brain is, is fried, dude. Like, I can't go back. I have to figure this shit out. And um, Saeed has, the I think, the understanding, too, when he... Um repeats uh you know what's written on um on the back of his photograph of Nadia um yeah you'll find what was uh, you'll find me uh you'll find me in the next life if not in this one they both kind yeah. of have an understanding and a pre or um an understanding of each other in that moment I think so I think that Saeed also kind of has a feeling of of I don't know it's like how can he judge this person after what he's done? Yeah, and I know? think he may even think that, like uh, how similar they would have been had they met at the same time in the same points in their life. Like if they both arrived on the island together, how things would yeah how things could be different because maybe he sees a little bit of well, if I'm on this island for as long as she's been, is this how I'll be? Right. Which is, I'll go ahead and tell you, man, I'd be way worse off. Yeah. A, I would be dead. For sure. Um, I would not last, no. <laughs> it would not have lasted. I have a note here, and I don't know what it's about. This is, like, the last note I have. So, um, but it just says, uh, goddamn, Saeed is metal. And I don't know why I said that, but I think it's always true. Kind of a perpetual truth. I, <laughs> I wrote, Saeed hears the whispers and is so worried. So we have different perceptions. <laughs> I just think it's Saeed the spookiest is, ending, man. Yeah, I mean, it is a really intense ending. He's because the I love that because it's it's kind of a throwaway line. Russo saying that she hears whispers. You kind of think, oh, what's this crazy person talking about? Yeah, and then right that happens to be the one thing that she talks about that we know is true. I do remember a feeling of being like thirteen and watching that and feeling just like this ice cold hit in my stomach forming when I heard that and I was so afraid for Saeed. It's another uh, one of those moments, man, where like we're shown that the island isn't every like isn't only what we've seen so far. Like yeah. from the pilot where they're just trapped on the island and then you hear something in the woods, but then that thing that they hear in the woods maybe is a polar bear, which is worse than what you could have imagined. But then now there's a monster that isn't the polar bear as well. And now there are whispers in the island that we don't know where they're coming from. Scary shit. And that wire. That's kind of scary, huh? It's weird that... It's it's weird that the island is, you know... Wired. It is weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. I know what you mean, man. I like season one because I feel like it dives into Lost, but, like, it's just, like, the very beginning of it. It's just the, the tip of the iceberg. The mythology of this show is nuts. It's sort of like a roller coaster in that uh, we're just in the, like, little hill. We're getting all the introductions. Yes. We're going up and up and up and up, and 
Um, there are a lot of drops, but there will be a big drop. <laughs> yeah, man. We just don't know. So, um, I'm ex- I'm excited, but I. What do you got? Any you got anything else for us, man? The one thing, the last thing I think I'd like to talk about in the of, as far as the plot goes is um just that scene with Sawyer where he arrives at the golf course and makes that jab at Jack and um but he's actually trying <laughs> to just be accepted mm-hmm. and no one wants him there and then I think Boone is the first one that's like I'll take that bet yeah um. And no, like they're taking these bets for things that they really don't have, uh, because Sawyer has hoarded everybody's things. Um, so we know no one else has anything because he's taking them all. Um, <laughs> but they play along, and I think that's Sawyer's way of kind of making it fair in his head that he can give stuff to people. Yeah, I mean, I mean it may be kind of a corner turn because we we kind of saw Sawyer go like, I'm not gonna say the lowest of the low or the lowest he'll ever go. I mean. I, it may have been. I don't really. Nothing else is coming to mind. But like, eventually, you have to stop doing that. You you know, eventually, that path that Sawyer's going down just leads to death. I was gonna despair. say everything that he's doing is still for survival. But maybe he just realizes, oh, survival would be a lot easier if I were just nice to these people. Yeah, maybe I should stop sucking all the time. <laughs> you know, just some of the time, and I'll still continue to take jabs at this doctor who is somehow still flirting with this woman that I want to flirt with. <laughs> and giving me medicine. <laughs> Everybody's trying to take care of me. I, just, I, I really like that moment, though. As much as I've been uh, critical of Sawyer, um, I, this is, you're right, it's the, it's the turning point. Or it's a corner. I guess you and I are night and day on that, man, because I've actually feel like I've done nothing but praise Sawyer <laughs> since we started this podcast. So... I. Uh, I like that though. I mean, I've I'm just consistently wondering uh, why I like. I mean, I know I will, but I I like that I don't know why I will like him eventually. Mm-hmm. I can't pinpoint he's in him that, exactly. He, he's on the shit list, man. He is. Um, sp- him and Jen, and apparently Michael. And My Michael's hard on there this go around. I liked Michael, and he is hard. He's on a he's on a quick and fast list to hell for me. You know what? I had something written about how I liked Michael's like apology moment, and I thought it was nice. But like, you've completely reframed that, <laughs> and now I'm just like, yeah, Michael's really a bad dad. I don't know, man. So, it sounds like you're you're reframing it a bit. Um, I'm rewriting history. Yeah. Let me. Um, I <laughs> I found it. I didn't. You stopped me earlier when I was going on about Michael about like I have nothing to say about this, and I just contest. But I do want to point out as well. <laughs> You have more? I no. I just wanted to point out that on Lostpedia, it says Michael offers to let Walt have a go, but when it is his ter- his turn, he disregards his son, and that's the end of that <laughs> plot, as far as Lostpedia is concerned. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> that's fair. Maybe he'll yeah. be a better dad eventually, and Walt will turn out fine. But who knows? Huh. <laughs> well, maybe. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's on my shit list. And um, speaking of shit lists, I say we get into some numbers watch. All right. Uh, yeah, welcome to numbers watch. I didn't explain it the past few times, I'm pretty sure. But this is where we uh, 
point out all the time the all the times that those numbers four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three and forty two pop up in this show. So uh, to kick things off, uh, Russo's been on the island for sixteen years. Yes, and um, that's the end. That was a number, so I'm satisfied. <laughs> it was a really good idea when we started this, but sometimes the... it's my fa- it's my favorite segment because of this. It's my I favorite segment actually... too because I feel like I do a lot less work than you. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know about that. Um, I love it because I I I think that you've made it a uh, hybrid with the Sawyer nickname. Does he give any this episode though? Well, I wish that I could say he does, but he doesn't. He makes a jab <sighs> at the doctor, a, but he. Do, I mean, this episode he's a gentleman. is. It's nicknameless, and yeah, it, it's got one number in it, bud. It is what it is, man. It's this. Hey, that's this episode title is solitary. It's the one solitary number. Ah, that's what it was about. We're bringing it all Maybe. home. I like that. It's, it's full circle. Well, uh, you guys, everyone, uh, what am I doing? Thanks for listening to our show. Uh, I, I, uh, real, I just want to say a couple of things. Real quick, man. I just but before you say a couple of things, I want to I want to know how many hold in ones you give this episode. Thank you, thank you for, thank you for catching that. Uh, hmm, three. I'll give it three out of five. Yeah, I, I was leaning three out of five uh, hold in ones as well. I love Saeed. Um, I love it when he's on screen. The golf stuff is really good. Um, I just don't think there was a. Uh, I don't know, man. That ending, that ending adds a lot, but you know, it's a it's a three out of five for me. It's cool. It's just not the. I don't know. Man, it's I'm some. Not, you gotta wow me. Slightly above average lost is what it is. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's got some great moments. So, uh, everybody who stuck it out through our Zoom saga, I'm so grateful for you. We tried that experiment, and it wasn't great. But we got through it. Uh, I do want to point out uh, and say thanks to Vinny. Uh, he's the guy who's editing these together. I will say it was uh, nothing to do with him. In fact, I listened to the most recent episode today. And, buddy, I really think you salvaged a pile of garbage. Because after we wrapped that one, I was like, oh, man, we're in trouble. <laughs> so uh... Thanks so much, man. Um, <laughs> it's really not a lot. Uh, you do a lot more than I do, I think. So it's fine. It's nothing. Well. I'll 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 pretend that's true. Uh, please follow us on social media. Uh, it's uh, we're on Twitter at Dharma Boys, Instagram at Dharma Boys Pod, and Facebook at the Dharma Boys. I'm begging you folks, please, I'm on my hands and knees, please, God, follow us. Uh, I'm about to lose it. I need you to follow us. Thank you so much. Um, we love you. And how do we end the show again? We gotta we gotta say something in unison that we never do. Hey, this is gonna be a lot easier to be in unison now, though. Now we'll that give we're, it a shot. Here we go. We have Zoom. All right, three, two, one. Thank, Thank you, you and namaste. And namaste. <laughs> that one was perfect. Woo. That was great, man. All right, thanks everybody. Bye. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's eight one five. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's eight one five.